What I'm sharing with you this morning is quite simply entitled, Keep Praising, Keep Praising, Keep Praising, Keep Praising. Would you say that one time with me? Keep Praising. One more time, Keep Praising. Is this something that you are doing at this point in time, or has it gone way into the back burner kind of thing? Uh, I, I trust not, and I trust that this word will encourage you in the Lord. Please turn along to uh, Psalm 34. Turn there in your Bible, Psalm 34. We'll get there in a few moments' time. But as you're turning, would you also listen to me in terms of the following kind of by way of introduction? Folks, let me say this, we are living in times where we simply must keep praising God. Do you agree with that? We are living in times when we must keep praising God, where we need to keep rejoicing in the Lord, and we need to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus at this time. We have been through a most challenging year I mean, no one ever expected a year like this. This past Friday, we had a little bit of a team uh, building for our pastors, and we were away out on Linwood Road, uh, spending some time together. And in the venue that we were at, I saw on this venue all these four posters about COVID, COVID this, COVID that, and all the rules and so on. And I said to them, I said, you know, if you stood here a year ago and you looked at these posters, you would have thought, what on earth is this talking about? Because at that point in time, nobody knew of this and what was going on. But a year later, we know a lot about this word COVID. I wonder if you had 100 rand for every time you heard the word COVID or coronavirus, you'd be quite wealthy today. And so it has been a most unusual year. No one expected this. But even though we've been through all of this, and it has been challenging, and even though you and I are tired, I believe that we need to keep praising God. You say, I'm tired. No, I realize you're tired. I'm also tired. But we need to keep praising God, because there is power in praising the Lord our God. And I want to say to you, if the devil can steal your song, he will steal your joy. Don't let him do that, because you need your joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and when there's no praising, then many times there's a lack of joy, and then there is weakness. But when there is praising, then joy comes into our heart, and then there is strength that comes into our heart. And so keep praising and watch what God will do. Let me say it again, keep praising and you watch what God will do. <laughs> and so we need to keep praising because I tell you what, there is victory that comes from praise. And those of us who are the ones who will keep praising are the ones who will stay in hope and the ones that will overcome, amen? Now, we're into Psalm 34, verse one to three. And uh, these three verses of Scripture are quite well known. But would you allow the Holy Spirit to minister them to you afresh today? And this is David who is declaring here. And David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. 
Not just when it's going good. <laughs> I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, we're talking about keep praising. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall, shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And verse one in particular stands out to me, the second part of verse one, which says, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. This is an example of a true worshiper, that his praise shall continually be in my mouth. It's not his praise shall be in my mouth on a Sunday morning. Or his praise shall be in my mouth for that five minutes of listening to your favorite song, Waymaker, on the way to work. Or that five minutes of praise in your quiet time. No, that's wonderful. Praise and celebrate and thank God in all those times. But the psalmist speaks of a lifestyle. And you and I are called to a lifestyle of prayer and worship and prayer. And when we come together here in the house of worship, this is just kind of meant to be the cherry on the top. And then this spurs you on in your worship in the rest of the time and in the rest of the week. And so the psalmist is spurring us on to keep on praising, keep praising. Would you tell the person next to you with boldness, say to them, keep praising, tell them that. Keep praising. Now tell them, I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm watching. So there are four things that I wanna share, and uh, the last point is a very brief point, but point number one, praise him in the battle. Praise him in the battle. Would you say that with me, please? Praise him in the battle. Now, that is something that's very easy to say. It's not quite as easy to do. But as I was preparing to share this message with you today, I became aware once again that, listen, praise is one of the most powerful weapons against the enemy. Do you realize that? It is powerful. Now, please turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. There's a long portion of scripture we're gonna read, so I'd like you to get it in your Bible. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 15. And uh, just as you're paging there, this tells a story about a battle that took place between God's people and the people of Moab and Ammon. And so there was a king ruling over God's people at that time. His name was King Jehoshaphat. And when he heard by his uh, messengers and so on, they came and told him, they said, a vast army, some translations say, a vast multitude is coming uh, and is approaching. And so when the king heard this, this vast multitude is coming, he became very fearful and he became afraid. Now, this vast multitude, they were not coming to have a cup of tea together. They were coming to annihilate and destroy the people of God. So, what would you do if you were King Jehoshaphat and you hear this news? Vast armies coming. They're coming to destroy. Well, King Jehoshaphat operated in great wisdom. He began to pray and seek God's counsel. There's a principle. 
when you face in a battle to pray and seek God's counsel. And he also instructed the people to fast. He proclaimed a fast and they all began as an entire nation of, uh, of God's people. They began to pray and fast and they were asking God for help. Then something interesting happens. Then out of the blue, the spirit of prophecy comes upon one of the Levites. He wasn't even known as a prophet. He was just a Levite who ministered unto the Lord in the service of the Lord. And all of a sudden, the spirit of prophecy comes upon Jehaziel and he begins to prophesy and instruct God's people, this is what you must do now because of this battle that you're facing. And let's pick it up. Second Chronicles 15 verse Sorry, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15 to 24. And Jehaziel said, listen, all you of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat. Now he's even telling the king, wow. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid. Don't you love the first words that come from the heart of God? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Now this is getting more and more encouraging. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Now listen to this. You will not need to fight in this battle. What kind of a battle is this? This is a battle that God's fighting. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. And it says, do not fear or be dismayed. Listen to that, do not fear or be dismayed. This is a battle, God's saying do not fear. And I just want to stop for a moment and say, I believe that too many believers are fearful and afraid of this coronavirus, of this COVID-19, and I want to challenge you and speak against that in Jesus' name. Come on, don't be pride on me now. There is too much fear regarding this thing. And it's the plan of the enemy to grip people of God in fear. And God says, do not fear nor be dismayed. Go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And then Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground, and all Judah and, in the, inhabit and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Here they worshiping. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to listen to this. We're talking about praise. To praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. I know some of you think that sometimes we praise a little bit too high and loud, but I don't apologize for that. Let the high praises of God be in our mouths. Come on. And so that's how they praised with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa as they went out, notice this, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Ju Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, 
Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in the prophets and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. Now this is the king appointing people to sing. This is battle time and it's singing time. <laughs> appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. That's what we were doing just now. We were praising God's holiness. As they, they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Would you say that with me? Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah and they were defeated. There it is. God says you won't have to fight in this battle. And they were defeated. But just go on a little bit, it says, for the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And then when they had made a, a, an end to the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. This is quite interesting because you've got Ammon, Moab, and Seir, the three enemies. They come in against the people of God. So firstly, Ammon and Moab, they turn against Mount Seir and they annihilate them. And then after that, these two, Ammon and Moab, they turn against each other and they annihilate each other. <laughs> That's a miracle of God. God said he would not, you would need, not need to fight in the battle. And look how it happened. Only God can do miraculous things like that. And now it says, so when Judah, this is God's people, came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were their dead bodies fallen to the earth and no one had escaped. Praise the Lord for miracles, amen? Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. Praise God. But notice verse 22. I believe verse 22 is the key. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, I wanna tell you, child of God, when you begin to sing and to praise, you watch what God will do. You watch how as you sing and praise, God can set ambushes against the enemy and destroy the enemy, but it was when the people of God began to sing and praise, when they began to sing and praise. So what an amazing story we hear here today. And you know what, I think, that we don't fully understand the power of praise and worship. There's still lots that we need to discover about the power of praise and worship. Now, you might be here today and you are facing a battle and we're talking here in this point about praise him in the battle. Maybe you are facing a tremendous battle in the area of your health. You've received bad news, a bad prognosis. Maybe you've been diagnosed with some sort of a dread illness and it is a battle that you are facing in your health at this point in time. Can I encourage you through this story in Chronicles, would you praise God and would you keep on praising God in the midst of your battle? Please, child of God, would you do that? It is very important that we do that. Maybe you're facing a battle in terms of finding employment. 
You may have lost your job during this time. You're unemployed. You've, you've been without work for a few months now, and it is a real battle. But I, can I encourage you through God's word, please, child of God, will you keep on praising and don't let the enemy steal your song? Or maybe you've been finding that you're under spiritual attack. You don't know what it is, but thing, one thing after the next after the next has been going wrong. This has been breaking, that's been breaking. There's suddenly strife all around you. You could well be under attack, but can I encourage you, would you keep praising God at this time and praise Him in the battle? Keep praising. And so we can learn a great deal from the story. I find it interesting that the singers went out ahead of the army. <laughs> what kind of a battle strategy is that? Very unusual. Who's ever heard of that? But it just shows the priority of praise. <laughs> because in the very positioning of the army and how they were, the minstrels and the singers out in front, it shows you about the power of praise. And what did they sing? They sang this simple line, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Say it with me, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. In the NIV it says, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Now can you imagine Jehoshaphat as just before they are now gonna begin to move out, he's waiting on God and God now says the people need to sing. And then he says, okay, God, well, would you please give me the words? What do they need to sing? And maybe Jehoshaphat has got his pen or his, I don't know, what do you call that thing, the, the, the little feather with the pot of ink? And uh, he says, okay, God, please give me, give me the first verse. What is it? Uh, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Ah, oh, that's a great start. So he writes down this verse and he's dipping his feather into the ink pot and he says, great God. Now, what is verse two? And God says, praise the Lord for his good and his mercy endures forever. And he jots down verse two. He thinks, okay, all right, good heavens, Lord. Okay, Lord, what is the third verse? And God says, praise the Lord, give thanks for he is good and his mercy is endures forever. And then maybe Jehoshaphat says, Lord, some of my people complain if the songs are too repetitive. What do I do? <laughs> Am I talking to anybody here? But you know what? That was the song. That's all they needed to say because it was a song that took the focus off of the situation and it put the focus on the great I am, his power, his ability, his ability to bring breakthrough into that situation. And so here, they are going ahead. Now, can you imagine if you were one of those singers and the guys with the armaments and the spears and swords and shields, they're in the back. And here, you wanted to be in the worship team. Yep, now you're in the worship team. You're right in the front there. Hey. And you are going out. But there's faith that has arisen in your hearts. And you're going out and there's the Spirit of the Lord upon you and you're beginning to declare the greatness of our God and you say, praise God, give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His mercy endures forever. Can you imagine the power in that moment and God came through as they praised Him in the battle. And so it's just wonderful 
but to realize that one of the main things of significance that stands out for me in terms of all of this is that as we keep our eyes on God and as we keep praising God, He will give you the victory. Can I say that clearly? He will give you the victory. What is your part? Keep your eyes on God, keep praising God, and He will give you the victory. What's also interesting is in the story, if you read the whole story and afterwards, it shows that the people of God praised God before the battle, they praised God during the battle, and they praised God after the battle. At all times, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Can I get an amen? amen. Praise the Lord. And so... Maybe you might be facing a battle in terms of fear and anxiety. And I know that this is very real and we discover in our pastoral ministry and care of the people of God, we discover more and more people seem to struggle with fear and anxiety. But can I say to you, as you're in that battle, can we encourage you to praise and keep on praising God? Because as long as you continue to focus on the anxiety, you will be in a pit. But when you begin to focus on the God of all power and dominion and you begin to praise Him, suddenly there's not that much space for any of this anxiety anymore. And so I wanna say to you, keep praising God in the battle. Or maybe you're facing difficulty in family relationships. Maybe it might be husband and wife or in your children. There's a breakdown of relationship with one particular child. I wanna encourage you, would you keep on praising the Lord? Praise Him in the battle. Can I get an amen? Good. Now, number two, praise Him on the mountaintop. Please say that with me. Praise Him on the mountaintop. Now, we all enjoy mountaintop experiences. Do you like it when you're on a mountaintop experience and things are going well, things are coming together, there's victories and there's things to celebrate. Maybe your child received an award at work or at varsity and, and you're on the top, man. You're just so excited. Perhaps you received a promotion at work and you've been waiting for a couple of years for it, and, and now it's come through, and you know that this is right, this is the time. You're on a mountaintop at this point in time. Or maybe business has been good. Even despite lockdown, business has been good. You're on a mountaintop. Maybe you received a special gift, and it was such a blessing to you, it blew you away, and, and you're on a mountaintop. But I also just wanna say, in terms of this, know this that your heavenly Father loves to bless you with good gifts and He loves to give you mountaintop experiences. Do you believe that? I wanna tell you God loves to bless you sometimes so much that you will be embarrassed at God's goodness. I believe it with all my heart. But we can't just live on the mountaintops all the time. It's wonderful and we have many of them that God gives us. But in the valleys, it's many times when the real character development takes place. But I believe after the valley, God wants to bring you back up onto the mountaintop. And so when we're on the, on the mountaintop, it's easy to give praise to God. It just kind of bubbles out of our hearts. It just bursts forth. And we should always remember to give God praise and thanks. I believe that a thankful Christian is a joyful Christian. When there's no joy in a believer, I question if they are thanking God, grateful to God. 
Do you know that thanksgiving and praise can even affect your physical body? Your physical body and your emotional well-being can begin to rise if you're a praiser, if you're a person of thanksgiving. I love what T.D. Jakes says, and I've shared this with you several times. He says, don't forget the one who blessed you. I think of those lepers, those lepers that came to Jesus and they cried out, God, would you heal us and would you touch us? And then Jesus said, okay, go and show yourself to the priest. And in that act, they obeyed and there was faith. And while they were still going to show themselves to the priest, they were cured of their leprosy, supernaturally, instantaneously. But you know this? There was only one of those 10 lepers that came back to give thanks and praise to God. Can you believe it? Their lives were completely changed, but only one came back. And Jesus still, still said, where are the other nine? But I wanna tell you, you be that one, that when God gives you a mountaintop experience, you are the one saying, ah, I'm gonna praise you. I cannot stop and I will continue to praise you forever and ever. But for the most part, it's easy to praise God on the mountaintops. Now, please turn to Psalm 92 quickly. And uh, we're gonna look at the first five verses, Psalm 92, verse one to five. And here, it is basically what I would call a mountaintop type of psalm. Psalm 92, verse one to five, it says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises. Here we're talking about praise, keeping on praising. To your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning, and your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of 10 strings, on the lute and on the harp with harmonious sound. Verse four, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. Here's a little mountaintop moment. I will triumph in the works of your hands. O oh Lord, how great are your works. Now just look at verse four again, that first part. It says, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your works. So the psalmist is basically celebrating some good things that have happened. You've made me glad, Lord. This and this and this and this happened. These good works happened. I'm grateful to you. Thank you for what you have done. It's a mountaintop experience. Now, let me ask you this. Can you think of a mountaintop experience that you have been through? Maybe in the last two years, maybe a little bit longer. I believe there's many mountaintop experiences, but maybe there's one that really stands out for you where you can just say, yeah, I think God did that. That was amazing. One of them that stands out for me is when God supernaturally provided this church facility for Choose Life Church. When our church was only three and a half years old and the purchase price of this place was 40 million rand, God provided so that we have 50% of the money on hand right then. And we were able to, through another miracle, get a loan for the other amount. And two or three years after that, the church was completely paid off. And I wanna tell you, God gave us a mountaintop experience to his glory, his honor, and his name. I praise God. And I often still find myself thanking God. I actually think I'm never gonna stop thanking God. That was such a massive mountaintop experience. Praise him on the mountaintop. Point number three. 
Praise him when your heart is torn. Wow. Praise him when your heart is torn. Please say that with me out aloud. Praise him when your heart is torn. May I ask you, as you're listening to me today, and those watching here as well, are you perhaps at a time today, sir, ma'am, where your heart may be torn? When actually, perhaps you put it on a brave face on the outside, but you're hurting on the inside and you are carrying pain. Maybe this may have been the most difficult year of your life because perhaps you lost a loved one. And now that the loved one is no longer there, the void is so tremendously huge. Sometimes we don't understand what people go through when they lose a loved one. And I think of a couple sitting under the sound of my voice in the service today, Clarence and Crystal, that just a few weeks ago, they lost their son. He was only 24 years of age in a motorcycle accident. And there's others in the congregation that we're aware of as well who have gone through tough times. But can you praise him where your heart is torn? And to anybody under the sound of my voice, if you're listening and, and your heart is torn through something that you've been facing, maybe a terrible breakdown in a relationship or something like that, firstly, we just wanna say to you that as your spiritual family, that our hearts go out to you and also that we pray, may Father's love enfold your hearts. May he enfold your hearts. But to those people, would you allow us to encourage you to despite everything, still offer praise to God? despite everything, that you would still begin to offer praise to God. Maybe you have been right through this and that's wonderful, but maybe for some people, you just say, it's too painful to praise, I'm not gonna praise, but I wanna encourage you, please don't do that. Make a quality decision in your heart. Even though I don't understand, I know that God is faithful and I know my Redeemer lives and I will yet praise and declare the praises of God. Now, there is this beautiful song that was made popular by Casting Crowns. You know the band Casting Crowns? And it's called Praise You in the Storm. And these are the words, it says, I'll praise you in the storm and I will lift my hands for you are who you are no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You never left my side. And though my heart is torn, I will praise you in the storm. Can you come into agreement with those words and say, God, though my heart is torn, I'm gonna praise you and I'm gonna keep on praising. And let me tell you, in Psalm 84, there is this beautiful little nugget. This is a beautiful little key that can easily be overlooked. And it speaks, you can turn there if you want to, Psalm 84, just verse six and seven. This little treasure that can be overlooked and it speaks about those uh, people who love God's presence and who love praising and how their valleys can be turned into springs. It says in Psalm 84, verse six to seven, 
It says, when they, now who are these people they? They are people who love God's presence and they are people who praise God. When they walk through the valley of weeping, other translations say the valley of Baca. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. This is amazing for the person in pain, for the person in the valley who will praise and love God's presence. This valley can actually become a place of refreshing springs. It goes on to say, the autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger. But I wanna tell you that praise can transform your valley into a refreshing spring. Can I say that again? That is something that you might wanna share or share on, face, uh, on Facebook, social media. Praise can transform your valley into a refreshing spring. And this is not my idea, this is God's idea. But it's for people who will love the presence of God and will praise. They can have transformatory effects on the world around them and on the valley that